0: to the things. Give no thought to the things which are in your past. You know, what's characterized us in the past. Give no thought to it. Now Paul doesn't have thoughts remembrance, the things of the Lord, but he's referencing here maybe the the tough times we've been through corporately. Let's just give no thought to it. Where we're headed, we've never been this way here to (coughs) be We're, we're headed, headed to what Steve was saying and Bob Johnson, an explosion, a nuclear an atomic bomb of billions will go
1: off in Nashville
0: and heal 10,000 people. We're into an environment where we move in with the Lord and we we'll get the command attention with the armies of heaven that will come in and co locate with us and reap a great harvest here. And so, yes, you're foregoing. Yes, you're saying, I'm going to go with you, Lord. It doesn't matter to my left or to my right, but I am like dedicated to a mode I'm going after you, Lord. And, and here's the thing: like, take no thought about your past. And things that characterize you. Let this work become a static in the love of God and just move with him. My prayer is to you this morning. Be free. You don't need permission to in your garden. we Something. she makes
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. said, these are the four spirits of heaven that go out from the station before the Lord of all the earth. You understand this horse was stationed before he came here before the Lord of all Happening in Uptown Africa, has some fear about leaving their home. We were actually apostolically with this force worshiping in a whole different, broader dimension to set Captain's free to come out. Man. Many Christians.
0: And sons and daughters out of the mountains. Yes. You know, while you're in this environment with us together, the Lord it prepares you to go to this remnant as we're coming together and start. And you're saying, you know, and I am I in this remnant? Am I a part of this? And ask you to know, really seek the Lord on that. If you are, give it off and say, Lord, what would you have me to engage in with you? Um, part of what we're doing here, even in the worship strength and um, Many of you have been training for years, but this environment, is armor that is a part of your training, and it has legitimacy, like John was saying in the nation and in the nations of the earth. So we're wanting you to be, get comfortable with breaching those atmospheres that, like you probably felt, that understood. Excuse me, flight. We had a brief the chart, and then we go out and fly it, and then we fly it, and all it a change. So we have a restructure on what we're looking for, it, and then when we get out of flight, we'll call a debrief. And uh, I didn't just I'm not going to even have to debrief but you know I'm gonna debrief like a like a commander in a, in a flight school. Um, so we're actually One thing I love about Stephen, and this is his capacity, one of the reasons why, besides what we're telling you to ask him to leave, worship, is because he can switch through multiple different aspects of worship. There are seven of them that we need to transition through to be effective. they are in Psalms 110, and we made really good transitions today. Um, but the first one is sin. And the Lord said in the Bible, sin is in the Holy Spirit of All of us who we come to this meeting probably are dealing with some content. You're dealing with a relational issue, maybe like a financial issue, a health issue, and we, and we stop you under our feet. You know, and then he says, he says, uh, release the stem, and release out of your mouth the word that you rule ruled outside and against from your head. So there's a movement that starts to happen. And then it says, verse 3 says, and your people shall walk to in the day of your power and the beauty of holiness. You have to do a beauty. And if the meeting's right, you should feel that beautiful battalion start to take over It's like a transcendent feeling And you're experiencing them, and you feel refreshed, and you're complaining. And then you're a priest and right? you're around tested at verse four. And that's like this really strong affirmation that comes on your Verse 5 of it, my personal favorite is 7 I'm waiting to get to that, but it's 7 to 9.7. Well, we got today in the wrap. In the wrath, I wrath. Uh, Things will be when we get by the Lord and ask you right hand. And I'm sure if that you've heard the right hand sure and the right hand are pleasures forevermore." Right and so again, Strikes down that which is opposed to the knowledge of God all around us. And God deals with it for you. And that's what I'm going to get you into this because um, I want us to press through it because one, us, the issues you can't solve itself. Checks may come out right now because on the books we are still double OMZ, which is order of Ephesians. And so our accounts with double The ministry manager is going to be asked uh, aspect sort of the lighter. Um, but so if, if you break out checks make them out in double OMZ, if you did in PayPal, that's the only way you're receiving is it. info at double OMZ.org. So if you did through PayPal, It's info at L O M G dot org and Um um, and so I want to pray this prayer over you as we open up this opportunity for us to hear this morning. Comes out of Psalms ninety two. The good man will be Like a tall tree in this spring, and his growth will be as the wide stretching trees of Lebanon. And so, over you, you the king of Tyre sent to build David a house when he came to Zion. And so, over you, I pray for the trees of Lebanon. I pray over you and I bless you in your houses and your homes. I bless you for home ownership. I bless you to be completely liberated from any debt. That you will have no debt in your life, and I bless you with creativity. Yes. That you will have creative wills brought to you so that you may become liberated from any obligation to owe anybody anything except to love yes. I bless you that. Yeah. I bless you with the trees of Lebanon that are brought to you to help you construct things in your businesses and in your homes and on your lands, and if you do not have land, I bless you with provision for land ownership and ownership. I bless you that you are, again, in your business or your employment that you will be liberating your employment to progress, to progress into places that you could not have other lives had unless the Lord opened the door for you. I bless you live in the to God conduct your your everyday life, and your jobs, and you will be increased. Yes. I bless you and your children with creativity. Because you can creatively you can, Amazon said, you can make creative projects, and that you yourself will have the wisdom that an adult person will have for you to actually create wealth, yes. to be a blessing for others, but to be Bless yourself. I bless all of you children for that creativity and you will flourish. I take off of you the yoke of toil. That you were made by God to work six days and that you would work and have effective productivity in your life and that you would increase in every way. Lord, bring in the trees of Lebanon and bless your people. And let those that are planted. In this house of the Lord, be tall and strong in your in your gardens. I pray that you would have a stature. I pray the Lord would give you fame, not corrupted fame, but fame that it would be used because of the blessing of the Lord that comes over your life. I pray that you will be elevated in your places where you will be seen to we you, your people. What should I be doing? It's a couple of announcements, and, and maybe you want to write these dates down, and it's just to kind of be out in front of us. We will not be here at Y-Live on October 18th, day okay. Together. We'll probably have a fall theme in October the 18th, a Thanksgiving theme, November, and Christmas in December. So, again, the will take together October 18th. Um, November the 22nd and December the 20th. And we'll meet you. We're, we're asking where I want to do this, but um, more likely to we'll meet some of us home, you know. And get together and how to be potluck up and share together. And so, uh, more will come to that, come to that. I just want to make sure that you're aware of that out of the Also, please, if you have suggestions in this ministry or questions, um, the email is info at oomz.org. If you have suggestions or questions, we want feedback, or if you have the word of the word that comes you in, in the meeting and you want to put that out, you, you can also, um, I'll give you my number. My number is 828-808-5647. And uh, please let us know if you have questions, or if you're like, how can I help, or, you know, or suggestions like, hey, we can do this better. Uh, please, uh, I want to open dialogue, uh to you, uh, because we want to be uh, do the best we can for the world of this ministry as we go forward. Um, we've also been in prayer. I will begin filming, it should be tomorrow, at uh, Van uh, A Real which I think some of y'all know that story, but it's a really cool story. We're, we're really, it's really an agent ministry. We're two Van Real Properties, uh, but I've got 10 videos to film. Uh, we've got we're underway for tomorrow to begin the film of one of those uh, out of the ten. It'll we'll probably take the next three weeks. These films are going to, uh, or this production is going to call together the remnant uh, outside of our four walls, but even outside of this period, to prepare the remnant to mobilize really at a grassroots level of a nationwide uh, planning. And, and the word said it, it will go global. So, uh, what John's talking about, about the city, or you were using the word, what were you using about letting go or something like that? Elevation. Elevation. Elevation.
1: Sometimes we can, and we are changing, growing bigger, and becoming, sometimes we can grab hold of something and not be less to be elevated to the next place.
0: Man, thank you for saying that so much for your word this morning. Um, Sometimes I don't know if you experience these emotions, but if you experience an emotion like I don't matter. You know where that comes from because you matter here a oh, lot. Uh, if you feel an emotion like, you know, uh, you know, I'm gonna be discounted and, and sort of sideline, please recognize where that comes from because every one of you are valued, to the Lord and your value is to us, uh, my family, we love you, and, and we want to be together with you. And so, those are some emotions people face, or, or how do I fit? And if you have questions about that, uh, or you want to talk about it, or dialogue about it, let's dialogue about it. About it. About it. Uh, we have different expressions, a lot of us, sometimes, of the way we see things moving in a ministry or a body, and so, uh, we're in the endeavor to do the best with that here. Shift for a lot of us. Um, Monday morning I look up after at like 5 o'clock after Sunday's evening. And the Lord spoke his word to me. He says that verse that says, These people are me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And the Lord tells me, He says, But yours is not. Your heart is not far from me. And he said, because of that. Because it's one thing to talk about God, it's another thing to reveal Him. It's one thing to tell, it's another thing to show. And when we were kids, we did show and tell, not tell and show. Alright? Bring something to show. But we want to demonstrate the love of God, not just talk about Him. But the Lord went me and said, this people, they will not just talk about me, but they will reveal Him. And He says, because you this, to He said, because you decided to do this and follow me, I'm going to open more doors on this ministry than you can even imagine. And so that every single person in this house, the doors will to just be open for, um, you know, us platform, but it'll be open for all of you. And he told me, i want to open doors for you that nobody can shut. Doors that you've never been able to open for your ministries and for the cause of. place here for you and a place for expression for your ministry and who you are. Particularly it was so loving when he came to me. I was, Paul oh, Lord, you're going to open up doors for me. He said, I'll open swing so many doors open. And I, I was overjoyed to get a call from uh, Dale Sides um, because Phil Deeds knew and I, Stephen, and I have been worshiping the Lord like five years ago. You know, it's now it's down here, so And uh, I think I'm a good company here. And I got taken up into a second heaven experience. And I haven't had a lot of experiences like that. And I met Michael R. archangel. And he said, "We're at your command." And I said, "Who's where?" And they went into like this V formation, as angels as far as the to can see. And I said, "Command." You know, I'm thinking, we don't command the angels. I thought I'm getting a lion vision. And I'm falling out of it because I said to him, I have to get back to you on that. <laughs> and uh, I'm falling back out of the second heaven, back into my seat next to Stephen. And um, the Lord, Holy Spirit, speaks to me and says, Dale, inside, has the contact with Well, I didn't do anything with it until Daisy confronted me a year ago and said, Pastor Carroll, what about this visitation of Michael and the archangel and all this? And I said, Have you done anything with it? And I said, No. Four years later, I still haven't looked at the Elsie. And then the Lord gets Sue published and She buys his book, which I didn't even know he had published called Angels in the Army. And she says, Jesus sent me and brings it to me in a dream of every word in this book. That right? And St. Thomas doesn't say anything like that about man's writings, nor does Jesus. <laughs> and so I was telling, I was out the worst one, and Tom my mother's place, I was telling this kind of war story, and Phil beats and like, I love Dale. He's my personal friend. And so he calls Dale, and uh, I had a wonderful conversation with him this week. Dale Ritz-Odders, who wrote, and he was an RNA. He, uh, he said, When the Lord called me 50 years ago, he was 71 years old, his wife made him, and they have four, four dogs. They live up in Virginia. He said, When the Lord called me 50 years ago, he said, The Lord was still calling. Him. I love this. I'm so happy about this. He said, The Lord said, You're an arms dealer in the kingdom of God. <laughs> <laughs> so Dale told me his apostolic jurisdiction is not in the station that's over in southern India he's been out there 25 times and he's been praying like in a temple and lightning struck it because they got in a warfare angel warfare tongue, and everybody been shooting out of the temple and they pulled those 300 mosques if, if I heard the story right 300 monster well, in southern India because a man got a hold of praying with a man, with an archangel and you can see what the Lord will do. So, Gail's pretty excited. You know, I talked to him on the phone, he's like, Oh my goodness, tell me some of the story. And he called me back this week, he's like, You know, I want to come down with my wife and meet everybody. And so, that, we got an arms dealer. John Harrison told me this week, he's like, Carol, I'm to talk to my computer. Carol, I'm on your Carol, I uh, saw the War Wars come in and, and uh, brought in the heavy weapons. And I said, What Johnny said, a 12 no gauge shotgun or no a 9mm? And I said, What's a
1: 12 no gauge? He's like, It's like a scatter shot
0: for an apple anointing. I was like, Yeah. And a non mm he said was the non-ministry gifts are gonna flourish in God's house? And I was like, yeah. Amen. And then Dale's on the phone, he's like, I'm an arms dealer. I was like, Yeah. Because Tom and I had seen some things this week about the New World Order and coming into the meeting, and the Lord had promised me this that once we begin, the Melchizedek Order that order will face off with the new world order. Just kind of aware of we're about is saying, about wow, basically confirming that whole system in the grace of God and by the Holy Spirit saying the whole thing, the whole system is coming down. And it, it, that's what we're really about. That's what, I get excited when seeing God into that. And I was like, yeah, proud! this is just a moment now. Yeah, let's do some war. Uh, so there's a lot of backstory on this, but thank you for letting me Thank you for all of you. you know, many of you had words. Uh Julie had, had an experience with the word about the white horse over the weekend, so John brings that up. And Steve Strzok says Bob Jones had said the Aha KC, no white horse had a uh, full of a horse that was a war horse which came to Western North Carolina. And so Steve said he thought what well, John had seen and Julie had an experience with last week was in fact this war verse. And when we had started back in 08 with this vision, the Lord said, I'm going to mobilize a war machine one day. And I'm going to mobilize prophetic intercession out of worship and we're literally going to go all the awfulness against the enemy. And city to city all over this nation and we're basically building a prototype here right now. How many of you will be ended up saying, this is what happened to us because they don't come to you and say, ha, ha, how do y'all do that? Uh, because if the Lord is sharing to we're going to watch these things in cities all over. Once this thing gets mobilized, what we're doing, the Lord's going to put it in the church is going to go from intercession into advanced strategic warfare in cities and shut cities down uh, to bring the gospel into those cities. And so, we're, we're very real about what we're doing. Out of this will come remnants that will advance these in like New York and they'll build a war machine and, uh, or many colliders, if you want to call it, of uh, Zion and heaven and earth. And literally, we'll go on the offensive against uh, the New World. Uh, prepare for revelation because, you know, we're, I think, we're Five, Jesus
1: takes the
0: stroll. Uh, he's going to mobilize the church. So, the intercession part that we're doing, where we're getting intimacy with Jesus this morning, is going to go into strategic warfare. And we got an arms dealer. And we've got heavy weapons. And the Lord going to mobilize this in the stadiums. And He's going to show Himself to be God through the remnant. And He's going to reap. I mean, I heard this this week and uh, tears came to my heart. He's like, thrust in the sickle. And I'm like, yeah. You know, it's the world. You're thrust in the sickle. You know, so I was like, feel that, you know, you know. Anyways, you know, I don't get excited there. Oh, man. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Oh, and sincerity
1: seven three verses.
0: During the reign of Herod, King of Judea, there lived a priest named Zachariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah, And he had a wife named Elizabeth, who was a descendant of Aaron. They were both righteous in the sight of God. They followed all the commandments and the ordinance of the Lord but they did not have a child because of the gift was bearing and they were both very old. Let's pray. Lord, this is your word. You ordained before the foundation of the earth. You ordained this meeting. You began with us. We pray for you. Spirit, come on this word. I pray that you will speak our hearts this morning open our ears and our eyes to see what it is that you're saying to us. In Jesus' name, amen. you may be I think it's very interesting as far as the text uh, The Lord wants us to know here that, he, that during the reign of the period, um, you know, when Isaiah, and Isaiah 6 is taken up to the throne, it will say, in the year that King Uzziah died. And so it's, it's very interesting to me that when the Lord introduced in this text that he puts in context what is going on governmentally. Um, the Lord paints a picture for us of the government of that day that was existing in a time uh, bringing forth uh, his work, um, God is saying, you know, in the year King Zion, God. Um, in this case, this morning during the reign of Herod, uh, King of Judea, uh, and so we have this picture of the context of the Lord. Now, I don't know if you know this, but Herod was uh, an Edomite. Any of y'all familiar with where Eden, uh who their progenitor was? Uh, uh, Manny, you don't want to say? Raise your hand. Yeah, say it. Thank you. So Esau, um, and so uh, so what we want to understand first off is the context in which God is going to come to the family. Zachariah and Elizabeth and begin a move to bring forth this great man that's going to proclaim the coming of a king. You know, sometimes it's kind of weird. While the Lord introduced a people, or in this case, a person who is the great deliverer, Um, he's the great uh, preacher out in the wilderness. Uh, this little family, you while know, we take just a small little family, Zachariah and Elizabeth who were living before him, and say, uh, but I, I want you to know what they were living in at the time that John was to come. They were living under Nehemiah They were living under a man who came from Esau. And so we go back to the story. And how many of you know the story of Jacob and Esau. That's good to see. You know, remember, remember uh, Esau's the oldest, right? who's the oldest son of Abud? Isaac, right? And so Isaac, you know, has his two boys, and, um, Jacob and Esau. Isaac, they come from the patriarchal lineage of Abraham, so He's the second son, son of Isaac and son of Laughter. And he has these two boys, uh, Esau and Jacob. And uh, we'll reading the text about Esau and Jacob, what kind of men they were. Esau was, remember he was a mighty hunter. Uh, I believe it said he had like a lot of hair on his arm. Um, Esau was, well, maybe today he, he might be, uh, he might be on Frontier Magazine. I don't know if that's in the magazine, but he will be your frontiersman. He's a pioneer. He's a guy that if you need someone to get you a deer or hunt you a fish or take care of you, that's the guy you want to help you out. He's got a big beard probably. I mean, he's a man's man. Esau. Esau, he's, man, he's the latest He's the CEO. he runs corporate America, he can make it happen. Man, he sits up in a high scraper. He, he runs the whole city. Esau, he's a dude. Man, he's a probably a ladies' man. I don't know if they would like all the heroes um, But he's a dude. He's, he's quintessential what we would describe today as like a man. Um He's tough, he's, he's rough, he's, uh, he's, uh, he, he might even be what we would call rugged individualism in America. He, he might be our ideal picture of a God. He can just be, like, muscular, you know, have the beard, mate. You know, I always really do. I'm not saying you are all insulting. <laughs> I got my I'm just saying, you know, if we could just have this kind of ruggedness and, man, we could get it done. Esau can get it done. He can make it happen. Man, he was, he was quick on it. He, he was the money maker. He can move some stuff and move people around. This is Esau. Esau's a man of the flesh. He's changed mom. Maybe that, that, that's what i <laughs> And he's got this little brother. Mom's boy a little stand along for it. Always up the back. of was church, In the trying to learn how to cook. Trying to a little bit weaker, a little bit more frail. You know, and, and he saw you know looked at him say, hey, "Man, when are you gonna become a man? You know, when are you gonna be somebody? You know, do not you grow up?" And and Jacob's like, "I don't know, man." You know. <laughs>
1: So Jacob's out with saw one there, right?
0: And, uh, you know, Jacob's a cook, you know. And Jacob's out there, and, oh, I man, Esau's got hungry. And, uh, and Jacob sees this as the moment has come for me to seize on something. My big brother, he likes to get his belly fed. He's really into this materialism of, I gotta make sure I'm taking care of and he, he sees the weakness of his brother. And he, he capitalizes on his weakness and says, hey, I'll, I'll make you a pot of suit if you'll, um, I'll tell you what, if you'll give me your birthright. Now, the birthright, you have to understand this, is a big deal. With the birthright came two things. And, and later on in Jacob, we are going to see this because Jacob's going to end up having 12 sons. And within those sons, you're going to find out the Reuben, his oldest son, he had this one, you will see the birthright and something else handed down to him called the scepter. So with every firstborn son, the double blessing is the scepter and the birthright. And Esau has the right to govern or have the authority in his family, line, and he has the land inheritance. He gets a the oldest son gets both the scepter and the birthright. And Jacob knows he has something special from his daddy that it's going to be handed off to him. And so he's got to figure out how I'm going to get this. And he knows that, like I think a lot of ladies know, that the fastest place on a man's heart is through the better. But he sees you in a moment of the weakness and he says, hey, i tell you what, if you give me your that double portion of inheritance, I'll make you.
1: And Esau makes
0: and acts in a way that is a travesty. He chooses his own desire in his flesh over that which was given to him by the Spirit. He had a spiritual inheritance, Esau did, but he forsook his spiritual inheritance for one that was natural. And Jacob, in the beginning of the story, he sees the dead, and, uh, excuse me, he got yeah, deceived, Isaac, he, his, his mom was in it. It's a pretty messed up Jack of the family that's been are our life, I'm sure. But he sees the home, he sees the body, and the inheritance is given over to Jacob now, it's going to go on through the mind. And so, it's still you to understand the government upon the John the Baptist is coming for. In the year Herod, and y'all, you haven't seen this expression in the text, but I know this from doing the homework. The Edomite was king over the Or a leader whose primary concern is his own economy. His primary concern may be propping up his own self to make himself somebody. His primary concern is himself. His primary, his primary man here is a man of the and, and you know, you we find out in Matthew's gospel that this man in the flesh, you see how he got like to deal with another king. I mean, the real king. What does Herod want to do to Jesus? Wants well, to kill. Today, right now, the Lord is birthing a movement of his people under an Eli system. This government that is ruling in this nation that well, even on the left and the right rules for the human mentality. We don't place our economy. Listen to me. You, you gotta hear this. We don't place our economy, our nation, our own desire ahead of Jesus. The people of Judah, you, the people of God, the Lord's not going to allow their kingdom. We can't put our bellies, our own provision, and our own needs, and our own desires, ahead have what this king wants. A king's coming back. He's a king that rules all the nations. And he's saying to us right now, you set your eyes on me right I've like done before. You've got to focus on him. Yeah. Listen to this, Jehoshaphat. You all know this story, Second Chronicles chapter 20? He yeah, had three armies coming against him. Edom, Moab, and help me out here. Adam. I want to tell you, Edom is coming against them, And ego's first thing is giving me autonomy, and I don't care about my spiritual inheritance. And, do you know what Aaron means? You can look it up yourself. It's national All right, I read it, I went into it. It's, a, it's, it's gaining a national identity as for forsaking um, the other nations and a lot of other nations nationally. And Moab, you know what Moab means? It means who's your daddy. Because Moab came from the ancestral relationship between Lot and his dogs. These three components were attacking God's gun, which in his day the rightful king of Judah later on, Edom, Moab, and Adam, the same attack as the Saulian nation right? Nationalistic pride is Ammon. Moab, who's your daddy, the whole thing with our issue of family issues and abortion and breaking the covenant and families. Moab attacking our family choose one's desire over what God wants to covenant in covenant and marriage. Edom, fix autonomy, and we'll serve you. And the Lord says enough of the Lord. He's like, I hate the flesh. Listen, so like ever never before, and this is what's going to happen here in this text, a hero is going to come forward. This family, it looks like what they're about to bring forth is impossible. Even in their older years, God's going to bring forth a hero, John. And he's going to say, The, Lord. the Lord's coming back, folks. I mean, for real. <laughs> and, and we have got to we got to look at ourselves and say, what's motivating me? Am I motivated off the word of the Lord? And notice what's the end of text, this is a righteous family. But am I motivated in this way? That God has a miracle that He's going to work in my midst. And what seems to be impossible is going to come forth. The blue and the red, and throw it out. Take the legitimacy of the blue and the red, and mix the colors, and you'll have purple. And he says, You're a royal family. Yeah. So let's get out of that. You know, you're calling to royalty, you're not calling into blue and the red. You can take out what you want, but you're a royal that's not rule over Judah, Judea. You know, we need to go. Is the heaven. You're just as youthful there as you can ever be because you're created outside. You're, you're outside of space and time. Don't let your age hinder you right now to believe the impossible. I heard one one time excuse me, the like she flashed what said. He said, I got it. He was wild, man. No, I'm not going with you. But he said, no, i got another one in me. i got another impossibility in front of me and I'm going to push into it. Listen, don't let the improbable impossible keep you from running up to the edge and saying, you know, for a To die in your life. Though wise men, if in no dark, is right, because their words have forth no light being lit. Do not go, gentlemen, into that good night. Good men, the last wave by, crying how bright their frail beams might have danced in their green bed. Rage, rage, against the dying of the light. Wild men who caught and sing the sun in flight, Learn to wait, and breathe it on its way. And do not go gentle into that good in night. Grave men, near death, who see with blinding sight, blind eyes to blaze like meteors and be gay. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. And you, my Father, there on the height, curse so and bless me now, with your fierce tears I pray. Do not go gentle into that. Good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the life. Yeah. not let anything take you far Don't let something take your little candle on your bushel and put it out. Don't put it under your bushel. No! Let it shine. Rage against the dying of the law. This work we in, hey, and you, it is primary. I mean, you look at John, he's, he's out there in the middle of the movement, he's got camels down on the wild there. Be wild for Jesus. I, I like this verse, I found this last week, because you know, some people would say I lost my mind. And I found this verse that says, if I lost my mind, it was for God. But if I found it, it was for you. <laughs> yes. I mean some of us need to lose our mind. Well, we need to mind Christ. Yeah. See. Yeah. What a possibility are you facing? Yeah.